You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcasts by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field news and discussion. I'm here with my husband and co-host Kyle to discuss the South Carolina Invitational Meet in Columbia, South Carolina. I want to start singing "Sweet Caroline." Bum, bum, bum. I mean, that's we like we are the... not in tune. But I'm just saying, this is like the theme song for indoor track and field season. Carolina, Carolina, Caroline, whatever. Sweet Carolina. Okay, that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. But, but anyway, we're here again. Here we are, back in South Carolina. This meet took place on February 5th and 6th, so it's a few days ago. It was, and, uh, you know, a lot of good things happened in this one again. Man. It's probably, the competition's getting a little bit tougher, I think. You know, just not, you know, because we went from, like, dominating everything to dominating many things to dominating enough things. (laughs) Well, this time, there were six SEC teams there and 11 ranked teams overall. So, a lot bigger competition, better competition, that's not the right word. More. Words matter, Jessica. More competition. I don't want to say better because all competition is good competition. Absolutely it is. And the great thing here, and I don't know if this was planned this way, but I would assume so with the schedule, is that you want to build upon your schedule as time goes on. Give them time to get up to speed. And then, you know, the goal is as you get into... You know, uh, postseason competition, whether that be SEC comp, uh, championship or indoor championships overall, that you're playing at your best. So you is wanna... that what they do with football? Is that why we always play Alabama last? That's well, no, because tradition. I mean, uh, track, Never mind. Track Never and field mind. fans are like, you were not talking about football. <laughs> Essentially, no, but it's not uncommon for you to play some non-conference rinky dinks every so often at the beginning of your schedule. Gotcha. Every well, once in a while. Back to track and field. Um, this was a cool FYI for me. Auburn's women's team is ranked 21st nationally by the USTFCCCA. That is a mouthful. U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Collegiate Association. That's the C I forgot. <laughs> Man, I was like, what's this last C? Dang it. I was going to go with competitive. It's like, how many consonants can we throw in there with a vowel? Like, let's yeah, just do that's that. That's true. The vowels bookended it. Yes. Oh, I didn't even realize. I forgot you was a vowel. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. You'd be terrible on Wheel of Fortune. Listen, I just say words. I, I don't want to buy them. a vowel. Q. <laughs> anyway, I saw this come up earlier this week in the news feed that we got the 21st overall uh, ranking for the women's side. So I don't think you and I have talked about rankings at all on this show. We have not. I'm still laughing that you didn't know you was a Can vowel. you just, can we just move on from that? Just, just, just move on from that. It's oh, point. gosh. But no, you're right. We haven't. This is the first time that Auburn's been, been actually been ranked in, in, in something men's or women's yeah. since we've been talking about this. And I think a this. lot of it has to do with the women's uh, throwing. Yeah. Well, we said the field events were strong this year already yeah. for both men and, and women. And they were last year before the pandemic yeah. shut down. It's track, really, and that's but... what they've been really building towards this. And, you know, that's what's, you know, for lack of a better term, anchored. Yeah. Uh, the women's side is the is the field the events, field. the throwing events, especially. 
And uh, it's which is killing me because I don't know as much about the field events because I was never a field eventer because I can't walk straight. So you're running alone. out there on the field, so you got to watch them every once in a while. Yeah, but do you think, Kyle, that I could throw anything? Uh, no, I've seen I've seen you try <laughs> to I've seen you try to catch things. I don't want to see you try right. to throw things. Do you think I could jump over things? Yes, I think you actually would be very good at jumping. Uh, no, jumping over things, yeah, yes. hurtling. Yeah, so, so hear me out. You would be good at jumping over them. Landing, that's another story. Because <laughs> I've seen you land down those stairs right there. Wow. Anyway, you want to talk about some meat highlights? Let's do it. So we'll start off with Mara Hualt, who won the women's shot put and placed seventh in the weight throw. And Jessica's favorite, they were PRs for both of her. This is the Both. Thing. Both of them. Both of the thing. Both the shot put and uh, the weight throw for her. But she got the gold on one of those. But listen, for her shot put, um, where she won, her toss of 53 feet, 10.25 inches, was almost three feet further than her previous PR. So put this in perspective for people who don't understand the the track and field world as much. That's Is, a lot. So what would be a normal increase in your throw potentially? Just take a, get a stab at it. One and a half feet. One and a half feet. So this would almost be kind of like a double or a triple on, on that. Just potentially. Potentially. But three feet significant no matter three what. Three feet is definitely significant. We'll stay in the realm of throwing things as I like to do. Maddie Malone placed second, got the silver in the women's weight throw. Jocelyn Budwig placed fifth in shot put with a PR in Jessica's yes. favor there. And then the men, Kyle with Kyle Brown, got a PR in the men's weight throw with a toss of 21.04 meters. This is the eighth best overall mark in the country. The country! So even though he didn't win it in the event, that's still the eighth best. So it shows you there was a lot of competition yep. in his event, especially for the men exactly. at this meet. And we'll round out with the highlights with James Corson, who placed third in the men's pole vault. So we got a gold, silver, and a bronze. I like that. You do love those medals. I do. I like shiny things. I'm going to buy you some medals just for Valentine's Please Day. Please do. I will put them up on my wall. World's okayest husband. Wow. That's, that's harsh. Ouch. That is harsh. Teasing, teasing. Wow. Okay. Let's move on to the all the results. So starting off with the men's 60-meter dash, three competitors, Dante Brown placed fifth out of 24 with a time of 6.75 seconds, followed by Christopher Grant placing sixth. 6.78 seconds, and then Jason Reese in 15th place with a 6.96 second finish. So Dante improved uh, his yep. by 0.04 seconds. And this is the first time we've seen Christopher Grant, although this is not the first time we've ever talked about him, just the first time he's competed in indoor season altogether. In this event, yes. And then Jason kind of took a little bit of a step back in yep. terms of his time, was a little bit slower, uh, but that doesn't mean he can't bounce back. But right. they, you had two guys right up there in the top six together running very strong. Yep. And they've been doing good this season thus far. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to the men's 200-meter dash, um, we had Dante Brown place 11th out of 34 competitors with a time of 21.42, followed by Brandon Smiley placing 12th with the exact same time of 21.42. So I'm interested to see, you know, how they... Uh, figured out who exactly crossed the finish line. I first. was going to ask you, like, so what? What is what is the definition of eleventh versus twelfth? Because wouldn't you just put a tie, like tie? No, no, tie no, for no, 11, no, tie no, for no, 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 no. You think we don't do this. Not in, in running. Now they'll do it in the field events. Okay. Um, you know, if you all like for high jump, if you all clear the same mark, but nobody clears the next mark, gotcha. next highest, then you can tie. 
but not for a running event. That's interesting. I really want to know how they determined who was yeah, 11 and who was 12. Yeah, I have literally no idea. Literally by a nose hair. Right. It was. I always wondered, like, so when I did um, track and field and cross country, obviously back a million years ago in the early 2000s, we didn't have, you know, it was high school, so you didn't have, like, photo finish or anything at the, at the meets, only at, like, the big sec meets or stuff like that but i always thought like one time i remember this girl i know i beat her and they put me one place behind her and you I didn't was go like, like argue that and like say for what what am i gonna argue it i was in eighth grade i, I would have argued of course of you would have i don't argue <laughs> oh no no <laughs> anyway no. back to the men's 200 meter we had one more competitor uh malik metavir he placed 18th with a time of 22.13. Those were the first two competitions in this event for Malik and Dante in the 200-meter dash. Brandon Smiley has done it once before, and he improved his time by almost uh, 0.3 seconds. Yeah, that's completely. a significant improvement Big, in, in just a week. Just a week over that. So, obviously, he and Dante are great running partners. They now. absolutely are, and we want to see more out of them running together in the next event coming up soon. Uh, we'll move on to the men's 800-meter. Two competitors, Evan Rogers, fifth out of 22 with a time of 1 minute 53 Point six seconds, and then Silas Kitnajik, my favorite name ever, <laughs> and I hope I'm saying it right. I think I am. Yeah, we probably aren't. I believe I, I've had enough practice at his, at his name. I think I am. Okay, seventeenth out of twenty-two for him, uh, with a time of one minute fifty-seven point three seconds. So this is the first two uh, times that they've competed in this event, uh, but they are traditional distance runners for us. We've seen them a lot in cross yep. country, uh, so they're only going to improve. This is just like this is just setting the bar for them to improve on for the I rest agree. rest of the meets. We'll move on to the men's uh, one mile. You've got Ryan Kinane competing there. Ninth out of 25. Four minutes, 12.4 seconds. The first time for him competing there. And he's already in not just the top half, but in the top 10 of yeah. the competitors. So moving on to the men's 3,000. And let's talk about this. Okay. So these are the real heroes of track and field. Why is that? Let's be honest. You running a 3,000 meter on a 200 meter track. You're going around that track 15 times. There is no way. In in defense of the the speedrunners, they have to run faster in a shorter amount of time. They have oh. to expend more energy. I'm not so saying, I think I think I'm it's compared. I'm not saying. I, it's sad I'm to not me. saying one is better. I'm it, just saying they're the heroes in that nobody wants to do this event, and they're doing a great job I, at it. I it sounded like you were playing favorites over. I'm here. not playing favorites. I'm playing. I wouldn't do that. I'd at least attempt the sixty meter, fall out of the blocks, and get you know. Uh, scratch, you DNF, you're not allowed to be here, goodbye. I thought you were describing injuries there, scratch, <laughs> DNF. I was like, what's a DNF? Did not finish. I, I, I finally got that, but I was like, what is she talking about? That's what it's called. Like if you, you know, like in the blocks, if you yeah. false start, whatever you want to call it in a football term, you know, you... What was that again one more time? <laughs> okay. You know, your feet just kind of get a little... Uh, yeah, anywho. Men's 3000. We have Tommy <laughs> McDonough. <laughs> Placed seventh out of twenty-two competitors with a time of eight minutes eighteen point four seconds, and Jack Rogers placed tenth out of twenty-two with actually not his best race. He ran it in eight minutes forty point three seconds, that's which a, is about twenty seconds slower than his last. Time. I, even I know that's a significant drop off there. Yeah, so something happened for him. Tommy did almost two seconds better. So, but here's the thing: even with that huge drop off, and this is in theory bigger, more yeah. bigger competition, still placed tenth. Tenth out of everything. So we'll just call this a fluke, and I think he'll do better next time. I'm going with it. We're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. 
Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest, every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. So next off, we had the men's 60-meter hurdles moving into the field events. We had David Edmondson um, place fifth out of nine competitors with a time of 8.69 seconds. So kind of right in the middle of where Mm -hmm. he's been this season. And then John Murray, he's new to this for uh, new to the 60 meter hurdles for this season, placed eighth with a time of 9.38 seconds. Now let's talk about some men's high jump into the jumping events, the things that Jessica can do, but just not landing. Don Tavius Hill, who's done a lot of good things already this year. He gets second out of nine competitors with a jump of 2.15 meters. That's a 0.1 uh, meter increase than he did in his last meet so he's increased each uh actually that meets his uh his mark that was his best at the first meet of the year then there was tj funches the freshman who is eighth out of ninth with a two meter jump and it's a little bit less than his one last time and matches his lowest one of the season thus far men's pole vault james corson third we've already touched on him though he gets the the uh, bronze one almost said silver mm-hmm. the bronze third out of 11th competitors uh, 5.01 meters, a little bit less than last time for him. And then Matthew Asplund, fifth out of 11th in the same exact jump here. So this is that situation you just described where same exact height that yep. they were jumping on, except how, what would expect? So basically Matthew missed it more times than James. There you go. He cleared it more times. I knew there was that, but you could explain it so much better than I, I know could. That that's easy to like that, that explain it, but I, it, we're going to move on. It made sense to me. Okay, cool. So moving on to the throwing, we had the men's shot put with Kyle Moisson. Got it. Moisson. That one. Placed eighth out of 10 competitors with a time of, nope, with a throw of 15.26 meters. You know, there's that adage if you just say it and, you know, just act like confidently that it was right. That's fair. I was not going to question you on that. I would like to be correct. Yes, we're throwing. So let's continue throwing with the men's weight throw. We had Kyle Brown placed third out of 12. With a throw of 21.04 meters, his best throw so far this season. Then we had Eric Ebel place seventh with a throw of 18.28 meters. And followed up by Kyle Moisson. Moisson. With placing eighth with a throw of 17.87 meters. Well, you know, I love this group for several reasons. Because they are the throwing guys. Yep. But they've got a bunch of Kyles there as yep. well. But I like them as a group. If we remember last meet, they were in the upper half all three of them so there's two of them that are in the lower half of the competition field here at this meet but as we've already talked about bigger field probably more competition all the way around and they're still you know they're not in the back end of mm-hmm. of that group of individuals there as well so i still like what they're doing together uh lastly for the men we've got the men's heptathlon at these atha athletes athletes I, athletes uh we got two competitors to talk about david edmondson he's fifth overall of nine with a score of 4,789 points, followed by John Murray, 
with a ninth place out of nine competitors finished. 4,209 was his points. And this is the first time these two have competed in this this season. So uh, Alex Spiridonidis was last time we talked Mm -hmm. about this. He did very well. Uh, this time, we've got two new competitors, I guess, getting their feet wet. In this yeah, event. I can't believe they have so many athletes that want to do the heptathlon. I'm really impressed. Is it that they want to or is that coach thinks they should tr- give it a try? All of the above. I'm for it. I think that you should definitely try it. I think it you should end. always have a coach that pushes you to do things outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. I think you should. All right. Let's open up women's competition, the 60-meter dash. Two competitors to talk about. Naya Benton Andrews, the freshman with a seventh out of eight uh, competitors in the finals finished 78 Five eight seconds was her run. Uh, Tyler Colbert was junior, and she was eighth out of eight in the finals. Seven point six four seconds was her run. So not the best finishes overall, um, but they yeah. made in the finals. So though. they actually are. So we actually had five competitors from Auburn in this event. So there were twenty two competitors overall. True. So yeah, I'm very proud that they made it to finals. That, and that's what I was saying. You know, the good, even though it doesn't look like it statistically because they were the last two positions out of the eighth in the finals, but. They made it to finals. They made it to that's finals out of that deal. big group, so that's that's big. Yeah. So moving on to the women's 200-meter dash, we had Destiny Charles place 10th out of 28, so even more competitors, with a time of 24.58 seconds. Then Tyler Cobert with a 16th place finish, a time of 25.23 seconds. Then Myra Mack placing 25th with a time of 25.86 seconds. Myra's another familiar name, but the first time that she has competed in this event this we season. We always see her in the throwing right so it's kind of confusing it is a little bit confusing but it's nice to see versatility yeah so moving on to the women's 800 meters we've got jennifer dietrich placing 16th out of 29 athletes with a time of two minutes 14.5 seconds so her fastest this season and followed by faith bet with a 20 21st place finish with a time of 2 minutes 18.6 seconds, again, her best this season. And Abby Zane with a 23rd place finish and a time of 2 minutes 19.9 seconds. So, yeah, first time we've seen Abby this year in this competition. But uh, we see improvements across the board here. Even though they're in 16th and 21st out of 2019, what I like is the trajectory. Out of what? Out of 29. You said 2019. You see, look, you just let oh, it go. Man. Just let it go. 20. We are on the struggle. Out of 29 competitors, but they're improving in the right direction. Yep, absolutely. That's all I care about. We'll round out the women's distance events with the women's mile. Three competitors to talk about. Presley Weems, the junior, sixth out of 32 competitors. Can you believe that? That's a lot of people. Y'all running. are fools. <laughs> That's a big old flood at the beginning of fools. it. Fools! <laughs> Uh, four minutes, 50.4 seconds. Samantha Rogers, the freshman, 16th out of 32. Five minutes and uh, 0.5, uh, 0.5 seconds there. Faith Bet, 21st out of 32, with a time of 5 minutes, 9.5 seconds overall. So first time for Samantha Rogers, but, uh, you know, we're very familiar with Presley Reams and Faith Bet there. Let's work into the field events for the women. The high jump, and that there's some good stuff happening here. Caroline Lawrence, third overall out of seven competitors, the senior 1.66 meter jump. Kamaya Dindy, the freshman, fourth out of seven, 1.66 meters. And then Allison Tanner, the freshman, fifth out of seventh with 1.66 meters. Huh, Kyle, do you recall what this means? It's like you set it up at the beginning uh-huh. of your show. You Good were, job. You were actually prepared for the I setup. I was so prepared because I knew this had happened multiple times. <laughs> 
I like to see that you're prepared for things like this. I am rarely prepared. I am not a good Girl Scout, but today was one of those rare moments where I was prepared. So let's move on to women's pole vault. So we've got Lexi. Mm, help. Leanne Weber. Okay. Lexi. With an 8th place finish out of 17 competitors in women's pole vault. This is another one I saw on Auburn Track and Field uh, Instagram. I saw a really cool photo of her vaulting. Um, it was exciting to see. So she had a vault of 3.78 meters. And for women's long jump, we had three competitors. Janiah Jones placed 8th out of 16 with a jump of 5.62 meters. Followed by Amani Jones with a ninth place finish and 5.55 meters. And Sarah Little... With an 11th place finish and a 5.32 meter jump. I've got an observation that we probably should have picked on last week. And I know it's a very common name, but I wonder if if uh, Imani and Janiah are sisters. You know, I thought about that before, but to me, I was like, well, it's just, it's not like Hope Igbenogany. Well, that's clearly. You know, it has that. to be. I just thought Jones is so common. But it's too, you know, similar. Could be. And they're doing the same event. Exactly. Just like the Rogers brothers. And you tend to see some similarities among siblings. Not always the case, but that's you know. That's true. I'm just saying. I think Somebody little... help us out out there. Should Are tell they us siblings? If that's true or not. Yeah. Let's talk about the shot put. Mara Hewalt finishing first out of 14 competitors with a throw of 16 0.41 meters, a big increase for her. Jocelyn Budwig, fifth out of 14th with a throw of 15.96 meters. We've already touched also on Also a big improvement for her. Yes. But I really love what we're doing with the throwing events, especially yes. with the ladies. And then we'll talk about the women's weight throw. Again, we've already talked about the highlights of this, but it is worth mentioning again. The junior Maddie Malone leading the way with second out of 15 competitors, a throw of 21.41 meters. Mara Hewalt, the sophomore, seventh out of 15 with a throw of 18.90 meters. And Jocelyn Budwig, all familiar names, the sophomore, tenth out of 15th with a throw of 17.27 meters. Our last event, and I can take that one because I get to do all the athletes, oh, athlon elites. You just wanted to. Men, a women's uh, pentathlon, Kiara McCarroll, the junior, 12th out of 13 with a Scoring of 2,255 points the first time that she's competed this yeah. this year in this type of event. Absolutely. So I'm pretty impressed with the SEC. Nope. The South Carolina Invitational. Not the SEC, but we're getting there. Yeah. Not um, there quite just yet. We're just, it feels like it shouldn't, might as well be the, the South Carolina Championships because we've just been stuck here at this no, time. No, honestly. Well, got a little fun fact for you. What's Where that? do you think we go next I, weekend? I'm not shocked we're staying in South Carolina. Yep, for the USC Open. Do you think this in has Columbia. Do you think this has to do with COVID-19? Nope. I think it has to do with cuz remember last year we stayed in South Carolina forever and that was way before COVID. But I feel like No, we... no, no, no. This is because they've got good track indoor track meet like stadiums. But I swear that we've been to like UAB, to Tuscaloosa, I'm sure to we have, Arkansas. But... There's a reason that we keep going back to South Carolina, well, obviously. I'm sure. I, I'm going to go ahead and lean on the side and disagree with you here a little bit. I think it plays a little bit into that. Well, but we'll I could see be wrong. who sleeps on the couch tonight. Oh, it got rough here in the Limits House. Disagreeing on my show. <laughs> so anyway, Auburn returns on February 12th and 13th for the USC Open in Columbia, South Carolina. So War Eagle to that. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. 
So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?